0: Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's hump day. hump day. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin.
1: I was a victim to not reading correctly there. Pulled the wrong intro. Apologies for that. It is not updated' It's Thursday, January, or 5th, March 3rd. Thursday, March 3rd, 2022 segment show sponsored in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sunday family on full service funeral home proudly serving our area since 1880. Welcome you guys in. How's everybody doing today?
2: I'm doing good on this uh, Thursday.
1: It is a Thursday. It is a Thursday. It's not a hump day. Grabbed the wrong one. Was too busy talking with you guys, uh, but it's a big Thursday today at 1215. We will be joined by spring mills girls head coach george gosk here in about six or so minutes they beat washington last night in a regional final here in region two and they're going back to charleston next week for the fourth time in school history which is nine seasons four out of nine times and four out of nine four years out of nine years uh, the school's been open very good uh, then at 1230, we'll be joined by Jefferson girls coach Damon Smith. They got the victory last night over Hedgesville handedly. They're going back to Charleston for back-to-back seasons. And then at 1245, we'll be joined by West Virginia Senator Ryan Weld. He, uh, I believe he proposed a – was it he proposed it, or was he –
3: He's the lead sponsor of uh, Senate Bill 586, which would allow high schoolers one – free transfer without having to sit out a year athletically
1: yeah so we'll talk to him about that I believe last week it passed 33, 31-3? 31-3, 33,
3: 31-3? 31-3, three? Three, yeah. 31-3. to three. In the Senate, so now it's in the House.
1: And it's in the House now. Uh, there's also a bill that I saw coming out today uh, about uh, West Virginia High School is potentially getting in, repeating a year and getting another year of eligibility. We'll probably hit, hit on that a little bit. That's something that's kind of trying to come out there. Uh, but let's talk about this region game last night uh, that we had on TV, 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. A all-time classic there at the Cardinal Coliseum, overtime ball game.
3: Yeah, and uh, Washington had a chance to win it in regulation, but unfortunately for the freshman, Mary Rivera, her free throw just went, it looked like, in and out and forced overtime afterwards with the Spring Mills rebound. And the Cardinals uh, were able to just make some clutch shots at the right time. Taylor McIntyre out of nowhere hit a crucial three-pointer. Dandridge was sinking free throws, and... Even though bolduke Duke eventually fouled out, Washington just couldn't get back in the uh, lead and missed their opportunity at the first state tournament appearance for the Lady Patriots. But I, I think they're going to be back. It was a great season for them. They have a lot of talent. But congratulations to that Spring Mills team. They fought hard at home, and uh, I think that they could possibly uh, do well down in Charleston next week.
2: I thought there was a few interesting things that stood out to me just watching it back here i thought it was a little bit interesting that spring mills with about a minute and a half or so decided to pretty much dribble out the clock and only take one opportunity uh to win the game in regulation i thought that was a interesting idea and it almost cost them but for them it was good that they went went on to win in overtime and another thing was washington or yeah washington only putting two players uh on the foul line when Spring Mills was at the line at the end of the game. Now, I know they had the 2-1 advantage, but you know you got to make certain that you get that rebound. There yeah, because
3: end. it went right back to Griffin. Yeah, that was you a, got a, a turning box point out as shooter.
2: Well. So you'd think they'd want you know four players down there to make certain that they got a box out on the shooter and then grab the rebound on either side, depending on where it rolled off.
3: And I believe it was Skinner and Osafo Mensa down there. They're yeah. two... Big players that uh, are your post players, and they were still unable to box out Griffin.
2: Yes, yeah, so I would presume there was just some sort of miscommunication there, because I mean
3: that'd be my guess. You know that hey, which they I even had your, earlier in that overtime where nobody guarded Bolduke and left her wide open for three. She didn't make that one that time around, but still, you got to have the communication. But, but both teams are young, and so. both
2: teams are very good. I think. Uh, As we move forward, that could be another matchup that we see in this very same situation or both these teams could end up in states again. I mean, you know, I thought it was a really entertaining game, uh, which was good to see. I I mean, that's what you want to see at this point in the season is the best basketball, and it was a great game. So for that perspective, you know, both teams really uh, played hard. Um, Washington got down early, didn't give up. Spring Mills were able to held them hold them off and it turned into you know a great basketball game.
1: Jefferson on the other side gets the victory over uh, Hedgesville, handedly there in that one. It was 30, 56 to 38. They're back at Charleston for back to back seasons. Uh, they were out to an 1817 lead after one and uh, kind of just rolled from there to that 56, 38 victory. Um, they're back at Charleston Seeding, came out late last night uh, for Girls Quad A. Huntington 1, Morgantown 2, Wheeling Park 3, Cabell Midland 4, Capital 5, Jefferson 6, Spring Mill 7, and George Washington 8. That sets up 1st round's matchups. Uh, game 1 next Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at the Charleston Con- Coliseum and Convention Center in Charleston. Number six, Jefferson versus number three, Wheeling Park. And then game two at 1 p.m. that afternoon. Number seven, Spring Mills versus number two, Morgantown. So those are the matchups there uh, in that those first round games. Um, seeding wise it seems kind of Eastern Panhandle. You kind of talked about this the other day off the air. Eastern Panhandle kind of always gets gypped. Uh Capitol got a favorable fifth, uh, you know, fifth seed there on this in the in the states
3: yeah we, we don't know how those other teams are around the state we haven't really seen them other than uh morgantown against a couple epac teams here i know they uh killed martinsburg by 50 i think they played musselman and won pretty well i think they might have actually played jefferson as well i'd have to go back and look at the uh schedule but yeah it seems like as of recently the epac just always gets the uh lower seeds I remember last year Martinsburg was the eighth seed and they uh probably had a chance in my mind I think they could have won that game they just let it slip in the fourth last year I think Jefferson was either the sixth or seventh seed last year I don't remember off the top of my head but Best team will always win. It's the state tournament. They're gonna to be evenly matched no matter what the uh, seating is.
1: Here you go. Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to Parsonsford.com for more. After this two-minute break, we'll be back and we'll be joined by head coach for the Spring Mills Lady Cardinals, George Goss. That's next. After this, two-minute break.
3: Get into your arms, these days have done.
4: Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411.
0: Erie Insurance says here's to the grown-ups who move, mortgage, mow, and still bust a move. But does your home insurance still fit? Erie helps you protect the home you've grown into, all at fair prices that are often less than the other guys. So how do you find the right coverage? Magic. Nope. Local independent agents who get to know
5: you like this. Your local Erie agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance.
4: Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com. Erie Insurance.
0: Erie Insurance. Panhandle Printing and Design, your local one-stop print shop. We help people manifest their visions, make them come to life. From logos, posters, and window graphics, to banners, business cards, promotional items, car wraps, and more. The options are limitless. One thing's for certain, when you visit Panhandle Printing and Design, you'll be delighted to work with our prompt professional team as you describe to us what you're looking for. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life. With Panhandle Printing and Design, you're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
3: Second one is
6: good. Fifty three, fifty one. Adams keeps it to Atobi.
3: Toby. A Toby stolen Spring Mills. He'll head back. To the state tournament for the fourth time in school history. Final score, Spring Mills 53, Washington
7: 51.
1: Welcome back to this edition of the sports mix. As you heard there, Spring Mills going back to Charleston now for the fourth time in school history. A school only opened since, I believe, 2013. We're now joined by head coach there, George Gosk. How are you doing today, Coach Gosk?
8: Doing well, doing well. A little exhausted from that, that crazy game last night, but I'm doing well.
1: Hey, how you feeling after that little tumble you took coming off the uh, – taking the net down?
8: Yeah, did you like that? I had some pent-up energy, man. I had, I had the adrenaline flow, and I had to get that out of my system.
1: <laughs> so you guys get the victory last night in on home court going back to Charleston, and that was a hard-fought ball game that headed into overtime. Uh what was it the difference maker for your team in the, in that game? You had a lot of girls – a couple of girls, you know, getting foul trouble, ones foul out, but it's still able to get the
4: victory.
8: Yeah, honestly, um, you know, uh, our bench played huge for us um, down there at the stretch when we had a couple of those kids fouled out. And, uh, you know, that sometimes you just need luck in basketball, and, and luckily, you know, Mary Rivera missed that free throw, and we were able to force that game into overtime. Um, and then, you know, in overtime again, our bench stepped up and, and we were able to, to seal the deal.
3: Another trip back to States the last time you guys were there in uh, 2020. The tournament got canceled due to uh, the start of COVID and now everything's kind of slowing down and you're finally back. What's it uh, like here the past two years coming full circle now for your program?
8: Yeah, last year, like you said, tough year. You know, basically you know, not a wash of a season, but we got somewhat of a season in. Um, this year, you know, things coming back. You know, with some normalcy and it's it's just been good. It's been good for our kids. It's been good, you know, for our school. Um, and, you know, finally to to be able to uh, get back to the state tournament after you know not getting there last year. It feels pretty good to be honest with you.
2: We have a mic problem over here. There we go. Coach, uh, you, you mentioned um, your bench stepping up, and, and Taylor McIntyre comes through with a big three-pointer. What was that moment like for your team, and what do you think that says about your team this year that even if Olivia Bolduk's in foul trouble or some of your other uh, key players, that other players can step up uh, when called upon?
8: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, You know, we uh, all year and all season, I've been preaching to the girls that, you know, if you run our offense, um, do what you're supposed to. The ball, the ball will find the open person who's supposed to get the shot. And, uh, you know, last night that ball found Taylor McIntyre at the right time and she was able to knock that three down.
1: And coach, I talked with you a little bit after the game. And, uh, you know, one thing that I pointed out is we talk, I talked with you right before that first game down in Hilton head back on December 20th, your team was coming into that contest. Oh, and four only finished the tournament at one and two, but the last game was an overtime game. Got that first win of the year, Monday, December 20th. How do you think your team has evolved since then? And obviously maybe, maybe taking a trip out of the area helped.
8: Yeah, for sure. I think those, uh, the, those three games paid dividends here in the long run for us. Um, you know, we were able to get our first win down there in South Carolina. And then we played against uh, a team from Florida that was a runner-up in their state championship last year. And then, a, a you know, a team from Tennessee, which was really tough. And so I think playing those two teams kind of helped us grow up a little bit faster, even though we didn't win those games. Um, you know, we kind of were in situations that you're usually in late in the season. And we were in those situations early in the season, which, you know, kind of gave us experience. And, and I, I really think that helped us last night dig that one out.
3: You guys were led by two freshmen again last night. Olivia Bolduke finishing the game with 23 points. Khaled Dandridge had 16 points, a lot of them from the free throw line for Dandridge. What. Is it like just seeing these two girls and then uh adding in Hawkins or Ed Soul really grow in just a year and knowing that you're gonna still have plenty of time with them after this
8: yeah it's it's really promising, really exciting to to know that you know they'll be back those two freshmen will be back another three years after this um you know all those kids you just talked about, especially those two freshmen they're just competitors. You know, they, they just want to come out on the court and they, they're just ready to compete. They just know, you know, it's going to be a battle and they're going to have to step up. Um, and, you know, they're showing their experience uh, here at a pretty young age. And, and, you know, as a coach and our staff, we're excited because that's, you know, in the future of Spring Mills girls basketball, that's going to pay huge dividends for us.
2: And Coach, obviously you've achieved some of your goals this year, making it to the state tournament. But how do you feel about your seating in your uh, first round matchup?
8: Yeah, this is uh, you know, this is the first year we haven't had an eight seed. So, uh, you know, I kind of did a little bracketology uh, a couple days ago with the with the pairings and stuff, and you know, I saw if George Washington was able to upset Greenbrier East, we might get a seven seed, and and uh, that's exactly what happened. And so, uh, you know, we're pretty happy with that. We like our matchup against Morgantown. Um, you know, obviously Morgantown's a pretty darn good team, but, you know, I think we match up well with them, uh, and so we're excited, uh, looking forward.
1: And Coach, obviously we've talked to Lynx uh, about this program in the short amount of time that you guys have been able to build it. Your, this is your seventh year, and uh, it's now the school's fourth state championship in just i believe nine seasons of playing basketball girls basketball how does that make you feel as a coach to know that you're able to build a program that is such a so good in such a short amount of time
8: yeah you know i it, it, it uh i put a lot of hard work into it and you know uh you know having a lot of good mentors in the past helped me um you know get get through this and and become a good coach and and learn and know how to run a good program. You know, I'm really happy. Um, you know, I've had good help along the way with assistant coaches, and and we've kind of molded this thing into into where we wanted to go. And you know, obviously the goal being to win a state championship one day. And I think we're we're heading in that in the right direction.
3: I know we just briefly touched on it, but and also know that you don't have much time since you just got to the state tournament now to look at your opponent in uh Morgantown but have you seen any at all yet from them uh so far that stands out to you
8: yeah i uh i i've been watching film on them since last night and uh you know obviously i think they're 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 a solid fundamental ball club you know they might not stand out to you uh and look like a, a bunch of athletic young ladies but um they're well coached they're going to be solid uh fundamental basketball um, you know, they have a really good point guard um, who's pretty solid. So, you know, size-wise, we match up with them pretty well. So, uh, you know, I think going into that game, um, that could be something where, uh, you know, we we could have a slight advantage of. And, and hopefully with a little bit of our, our athleticism, we're able to use that to our advantage as well.
1: Coach, final one here. Obviously, your game is – your first-round game is next Thursday, 1 p.m. What's this next week or so going to be like for you guys schedule-wise? When are you heading down to Charleston? What's the breakdown kind of?
8: Yeah, so obviously we'll have a little bit of a lighter practice today. And then, you know, tomorrow um, we'll go into full practice mode. Tomorrow Saturday. Sunday we'll have off. Um, Monday we'll come back and have a practice after school. And uh, we're looking at practicing after school on Tuesday and trying to head out out of town here Tuesday evening. Um, This way we can kind of get there uh, Tuesday night, kind of get our sleep, get up, get a breakfast, head over to the Civic Center, watch some of the early games. We'll practice Wednesday afternoon, you know, and then we'll have the rest of the evening to kind of relax and do what we want. And then, you know, come uh, come Thursday, that's, that's game day, so we'll be ready.
3: With that, uh, it kind of just helped me out with a uh, quick question here, even though we said that was going to be the last one. But uh, you guys will have the first early game when Quad A starts, I believe, at 9.30. How has that uh, tournament there in Hilton Head helped you guys getting used to playing early? They're
1: not playing early, they're playing at 1.00.
3: The one I thought it, yeah okay, so flip still I mean one o'clock is still early, all right, and there you go,
8: yeah, so that's I mean that is that's a good point, um so for that afternoon game we uh we're gonna make sure we're there at the gym there's a another game ahead of us, and so uh, you know our plan is we wanna get to the gym uh to the to the civic center and watch that game before us, and you know we're gonna kind of treat that game as as like you know usually our j v plays before, so you know we're gonna watch three quarters two quarters of that the girls will go back and get changed at halftime of that game and i'll go back and give my talk at the fourth quarter of that game and then we'll be ready for warm-ups
1: all right coach goss thanks for joining us congrats on the regional championship and i hope to talk to you next week before the state tournament
8: yeah thanks a lot guys appreciate you having me on here
1: we appreciate you coming on that was head coach there of the lady cardinals girls basketball program at spring mills heading to the state championship now for the fourth time in program history very short amount of time and uh, we got a minute or so here before we hit the break what do you, what do you make of this spring mills team this year colin you've been calling you called quite a few games
3: I mean, it's the youth that they're led by. So even if they're not successful this year, I I feel like they have plenty of time to keep building. And I would not be surprised if one of these four years, they are the state champions. They have a lot of talent. I think the only missing piece might be somebody that can really make a presence in the post. You have a lot of shooters But as you saw last night, they were really struggling rebound-wise. Asafo Mensah and Skinner had a lot of offensive rebounds down low for Washington last night. So if Spring Mills has somebody coming up that uh, can be a presence down low, I think that's the missing piece that they need.
1: I mean, I think Dandridge could potentially be that. She's only a freshman. She's got That's a, true. She's got a, so a she'll couple years time, if she wants but... to develop into a post player. She is listed on the roster as a power forward at five foot seven. So it's a possibility. And then junior Maya Griffin, who started last year, I believe you said.
3: Yes, right? she was the starting point guard last year and is now a forward. There you go. All right, well, we are hitting the break now. We'll be joined on the other side
1: of this break by head coach for the other... Girls basketball team from the EPAC go into the state championship. That is head coach of the Jefferson Lady Cougars, Damon Smith. That's after this two-minute break. This segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsinis.com for more. We'll be back with head coach of the Jefferson Lady Cougars after this two-minute break.
5: A DUI arrest can have a devastating impact on one's life, your job, your driver's license, and in some cases, your very freedom. My name is Harley Wagner. I own and operate West Virginia's only exclusive DUI defense firm. Since 1999, I've been representing citizens throughout the Eastern Panhandle and state of West Virginia charged with DUI. Let my years of training and experience work for you.
0: The initial consultation is free at the Wagner Law Firm in Martinsburg, phone 304-901-7400 or online at West Virginia westvirginiaduilawyers.com.
8: Let's go, Two some beers, Mountaineer Grill
1: and Pub. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go, Two
8: some beers, Mountaineer Grill.
6: Welcome
1: back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR and TV 10. We're now joined by head coach for the Jefferson Lady Cougars. They're going back to Charleston for back-to-back seasons. Got a victory over Hedgesville last night in the region final, 56-38. to Head coach Damon Smith, how are you doing today, coach?
7: I'm doing all right. I'm a little tired, but I'm all right. <laughs> hey,
1: it's good to be tired, right? You got a little bit of downtime here, and they got to get ready for Charleston probably uh, tomorrow, right?
7: Right, right, yeah. We probably won't do too much today at practice. We'll we'll start getting ready tomorrow.
3: Well, Coach Smith, Colin McLaughlin here. First off, congratulations on the win, getting to go back to states in back-to-back seasons after, I believe, before 2020, uh, Jefferson had never been to the state tournament. Is that correct?
7: Um, I think before 2020, I think they've only been... Uh, in school history, like three times, I think. So yeah, before twenty, before last year, only three times in school history. So then, uh, so
3: then, how does it feel just to now get them uh, to back-to-back seasons?
7: Oh, uh, it, it feels great, especially with this being my fifth year, fifth year coaching. Um, so it, it feels, it feels great. It feels amazing. I'm excited. Uh, I probably could tell in my voice, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited right now.
2: Hey Coach Smith, this is Nick Verzellini. Um I know that you guys had played Hedgesville twice earlier this year and the last game was pretty close and we had talked about on the show last week how you couldn't underestimate them and, and it seemed like your team came out well and uh, continued that throughout the four four quarters. Uh, how were you able to, I guess, get your team to be ready to play despite Hedgesville's record not being the best and, and knowing that they've struggled at times this year?
7: Well, we had uh, we definitely talked about the last game we played against them. Um, we we also we also talked about our goal and that was to get that was to get to the state tournament and we said we couldn't we couldn't uh we couldn't have anybody celebrating on our on our court. That's what we said, uh the sectional game, sectional championship and that's what we said uh, about the game last night that we didn't want anybody celebrating on our court again. So that's pretty much how the girls was pretty much fired up after that.
1: And coach, I think we talked about this last week when you when we had you on. But last season, you guys, uh, your season came to an end at the state tournament against Cabell Midland, a thirteen point loss. How much did your team learn from that game, and how much do you think that they've kind of used that to fuel themselves to get back to Charleston this year? Now that you guys are back.
7: Well, for the girls that was there at the game, I think it. Uh, I think it definitely helped them. Um, the last uh last year, uh, Mackenzie Brezovick wasn't she wasn't even at the um the regional game. I think she was I think she was out because of COVID. So she didn't even get to cut the nets down last year, so that, that really she wanted to do that bad, so that really sparked her uh justice didn't play at all last year, but Jasmine and and, and uh Olivia they both was they both was ready to go. They wanted to they've been to the state tournament. They, they know how it feels and they wanted to get, they wanted to make sure they got back.
3: You guys are, uh, pitted against Wheeling Park there in the, uh, early game for States on Thursday. What have you seen, if anything yet, uh, from Wheeling Park?
7: Uh, we played Wheeling Park, uh, a couple weeks ago, the week that, uh, the week that I lost two of my girls, uh, what I'm being, uh, uh heaven uh one of our best players heaven our, our only senior heaven uh, murray we lost her that week um we lost another freshman up and coming freshman um Daylen hoyer that that 2 days later from the same injury torn on ACLs both uh both girls uh so we played them already we weren't in the, we wasn't in the right mindset when we went up there losing uh two of your own um and plus we played like four games that week uh, so we really wasn't in the right mindset. We saw them, and they, they pretty much took us uh, uh, behind the woodshed and 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 put a and put it to us. So we we know what we know what they're uh, what they're about. They like to press, um, and they will press a lot. So we got to be ready for that.
2: And coach, in last night's game, Olivia Hedrick and Janiah Taylor led your team with 16 and 15 points. Uh, what were they able to do to have success against Hedgesville and? how that help you get the win?
7: Well um, as far as Olivia goes, uh we told her during practice, um, heading into the game, we told her that she was gonna have a big night. We just kept feeding it to her, feeding it to her. We said, You're gonna have a big night. This is gonna be your this is gonna be your night. I mean, she's taller than everybody, so we just had to get the ball to the right. We had to get the ball over top of their players and just let her finish. And um she did she did just that. As far as Jasmine goes, Jasmine is probably the fastest person, the fastest girl in the area. <laughs> She's undoubtedly could be the fastest girl in the area, but she still doesn't want to run track. So, but Jasmine is just, she can get to the basket so fast. She has a quick first step. Once she puts her head down, it, it's, it's, uh, it's lights out. Um, I think both of them, uh, stepped up big time because, um, Justice Lee really didn't shoot. She didn't shoot. Uh, shoot it that well and McKenzie didn't shoot it that well. So we had other girls that just stepped up and those, those two were the one.
1: All right, coach. So one week from now, you will have already completed your first round game there. what does this next week look like for your team?
7: All right. So we'll probably, we're, I think we're going to relax a little bit. We're going to relax some today. Um, I think um, tomorrow we're still going to be, we're going to be at practice. We're still going to have practice, but it's not going to be. It's going to be a real light practice. Uh, a couple of girls are nursing uh, small injuries. Um, Justice with her foot. Uh, Mackenzie, uh, she gave me a big scare last night because she went down holding her, holding her knee. So we're going to uh, we're going to monitor that. She ended up coming back in the game. So we're going to monitor that. We're going to go real real light today, and then we'll we'll start off uh, uh, tomorrow um, um, ready to go
1: all right coach thanks for joining us best of luck hope to talk to you next week
7: thank you thank you guys
1: that was head coach there damon smith of the jefferson girls basketball program heading back to state's back-to-back seasons and i believe what he said third three other times in school history and that school's uh been around a, a long time so these last two years pretty historic
3: yeah congratulations to them they're playing a Great basketball. Now we'll just have to wait and see if uh, the boys' team can follow suit. There you go. Now let's switch over to a college team that is located in Jefferson
1: County as we talk here. Uh, the Shepherd Lady Rams getting a huge victory last night in the quarterfinal round of the PSAC tournament over Bloomsburg 76-53. to 53. And, you know, looking back on those two prior contests with Bloomsburg, they were both losses, and they were able to overcome that last night win by – 23 points in that ball game And uh, led by Abby Beeman, and Abby Beeman scored a total of 32 points. Cindy Clayton with 11, Marley McLaughlin – or Cindy Clayton with 25, Marley McLaughlin with 11. 12 boards for Clayton, her 12th double-double of the season, and 10 assists for Beeman. That is her eighth double-double of the season. Shepard just completely dominated there in that fourth quarter. 24 points, doubling up the 12 for Bloomsburg in there. Headed to the semifinal, which is going to be held at Cutstown because that's how the tournament – I believe, works for them as they hold the semifinal and the final rounds, back-to-back days at one particular school. Uh, they'll be facing California, Pennsylvania, uh, Saturday at 1 p.m. in the semifinal round. They beat California, Pennsylvania back on February 7th, 76-66. And we're we'll bringing our intern, Avery Newport, who has covered this team all season, whether it be play-by-play or talking about it with us. Uh, what are your thoughts on that game? I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, Cal P.A. i mean, talk about the game from last night. Then we'll go forward.
5: Right. So the game last night, you know, Nick has, has talked about it a couple times on the show. It's really hard to beat a team three times in a season. And Bloomsburg had beaten Shepard twice this year. They swept the regular season series. So going in, you know, the Rams really had to do something different to try and get off the schneid and, and beat this team for the first time this season. And they definitely did that. I mean, Abby Beeman... Had a phenomenal game, 32 points, 10 assists. She shot very well from the floor, made 10 field goals. So... Great offense. 10 free throws
3: as well. So you went 10 for 10 from the
5: charity stripe. So converting from the line, which is something that the Rams have been doing really well as of late. They shot 88%, I think, Spencer. Is that the number from the line last night? From the line
1: last night, let me double check this. They did indeed shoot almost 89, 88.9.
5: Yeah, so they shot well from the line, converted their free throws. They shot pretty well from the floor. And the thing that really stuck out to me, too was how well they finished the game in the second half. Because they had a lead for most of the first half, but it was still kind of close. It was within distance. You know, it
1: was 33-26 at halftime. Yeah, so and then... Point, twenty first half points from Clayton.
5: Yeah, wow. wow. That's, that's also another really impressive number. I mean, Sidney Clayton has been on fire the last few games, had... 32 or 34. 34 I think
1: it was 60 between the final two regular season games and then what you add 25 to that that's 85 points in three games
5: yeah and she took over the Westchester game too in the opening round of the tournament so she was been you know she's been the the top option for the Rams the last couple games but Abby Beeman had just a phenomenal game as she's been doing most of the season and the Rams really finished they really pulled away in the second half which is great to see I think for the Atlantic regionals that are coming up. I that was really,
1: gonna, I was going to get to that, but we're going to finish out the recap portion of the, uh, of the game last night. They shot 45.9% from the field, 40% from three, uh, 24th win on the season ties, the season record of 24 wins from 2007, 2008. Uh, last night's win was also coach Eckleberry's 117th in her career to move to, uh, second place all time in program history. And, uh, it's a big honor, but the regional could be a big thing to jump them in there, even if they somehow do lose Saturday. Um, but uh, Saturday, California, Pennsylvania.
5: Yeah, that's going to be a tough game. They've uh, they've already played Cal PA once before, and they beat them earlier in the year. Cal PA only has four losses on the season. They were the top team in the Western Division for most of the year. So that's going to be a really tough challenge for Shepard. They're a high-scoring team, so the Rams have to play good defense. And uh, the big three,
1: they've got to show out. They've got to perform at a high level, as they've done most of the year. That they do. And we got to hit the break here. Our next guest already on the phone waiting there. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. When we come back in two minutes, we'll be joined by uh, Senator Well Weld. He introduced and had a bill passed last week that is interesting to high school athletics. We'll talk about that next after this two-minute break.
4: Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Do you love martial
8: arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills. It's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at
6: 304 304- Learn more today.
2: Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 is the number one source for local news and sports in the Eastern Panhandle.
3: Is tonight the night that we finally see this jump from Spring Mills to be the top team in this
4: section. Talking with Steve Catlett, by the way, just announced that he's going to run for the county council.
2: Johnson now in transition with a one-handed slam dunk. Let us showcase your business to our thousands of daily listeners and viewers. Call us at 304-263-6586.
1: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your March 3rd, 2022 segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices, which are located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. We're now joined on the program by West Virginia Senator Ryan Weld. How are you doing today, Senator? I'm well.
6: Good afternoon. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for coming on, and uh, just talk about the Senate Bill 586 to us, to to our listeners that may not be particularly familiar with it.
6: So, uh, imagine that you are a high school student here in West Virginia, and uh, a high school in a neighboring county develops an advanced math course, or, or has a particular advanced math course that you want to be a part of, because you're really good at math, you have an aptitude for it. So, you decide to transfer schools. But in addition to being very good at math, you also play basketball. You're not very good, but you still want to be on the team. And you figure, you know, new school, being on a team, be a great way to, to make new friends. Unfortunately, because of the SSAC, you can't do that. Despite the fact that you're transferring schools just for an academic advantage, you have to sit the bench. Actually, you can't even be on the team, play any sports for a full year. And that is... The crux of this. Those are the rules of the SSAC, that no matter for what reason, except for two very limited uh, exceptions, when a student transfers schools here in West Virginia, you got to sit out an entire year and you give up one year of only four years of athletic eligibility. And so that's what this bill aims to fix in that it would give every student in West Virginia one opportunity to transfer schools and not be punished for doing so. And, and i think that it, it makes a very fair experience for students who for whatever reason might want to transfer and ensure that they can continue to play the sport that they love make new friends at their school their new school and i i think it's a very worthwhile endeavor
3: senator weld colin mclaughlin here thank you for joining us this afternoon sure. and the other side of the coin is people questioning that this bill would be solely used for athletic purposes only and might open a door to teams recruiting players possibly to uh, come play for them and almost getting super teams around the area. So what are your comments about uh, that being a possibility?
6: Recruiting in, is illegal in the state of West Virginia by the, per the SSAC rules, and there are sanctions for that if you violate that and recruit students. And this bill changes nothing about that. It would still make it a violation of the SSAC rules to recruit students because people shouldn't be out there recruiting students. And so I I, I don't think that that is fair. I don't think that that helps students. I don't think it helps schools. And, And so I'm adamantly opposed about people going out and poaching students and recruiting students. But I do think that if a student wants to transfer once, they should be able to because When I was in high school, I transferred schools. I went from one school to another after my freshman year and was told that I was going to be athletically ineligible. And so I had to go to the SSAC at the age of 15 with my mother and my stepfather and and beg for their permission to be able to play sports. And thankfully, it worked out. It was kind of an angst-ridden, you know. I think it was like two months, but I was able to play sports, and it worked out for me. Three years later, I graduated. I went to college on a swimming scholarship at Fairmont State. And so I, I just don't understand why we feel that, that we should, or the SSAC feels that they should be able to insert their judgment into what is best for a particular student. I think that the, the parents of that student or the guardians or that student, they know best. And if they feel that they should transfer schools, And let's keep in mind here that the vast majority of of transfers don't occur because of athletics. This just happens to be an ancillary effect of that. And before the the legislative session, I sat down and and met with some parents at a high school in my district. Their students had transferred from one uh, school to another in the county, and all were deemed athletically ineligible. They had to hire an attorney to go to court to fight the SSAC because the SSAC wasn't even applying their own rules properly. And the judge saw that and, in their order, stated that the SSAC has acted in an arbitrary and capricious manner and that they had denied the student's right to play through an unfair and contrary reading of its own rules. I mean, imagine being so adamantly opposed to letting some kids play baseball that you hire an attorney to make sure they don't, and you make their parents do the same. And I just I, – I, I take issue with that because at the end of the day, these are 15-, 16-, 17-year-old kids that are just trying to play a sport while they're in high school.
2: Sarah, well, this is Nick Verzellini. Um, I'm just wondering, I guess, how often do you think this occurs that students are transferring for academic purposes and uh, how major of an issue do you feel this is?
6: Well, here's – I don't have hard numbers on how many kids have transferred and how many kids are, you know, transferring for for a particular reason or a desire for you know for an athletic or an academic opportunity. But as far as it being a significant problem, if you're that kid, it's pretty significant. I mean, I I can't imagine that when I transferred schools in 1995, if they had said, "Sorry, enjoy the new school," but. You can't play sports for a year. You only got four years. Kids right now who are in high school have lost so much of their traditional high school experience because of COVID. That why do they have to sacrifice? Make another sacrifice if they want to seek another opportunity at a school? And I I just that's what I'm trying to remedy here is that parents, I think, feel they know best for their student if they they think that their their child has a better opportunity for whatever reason, at a different school, then they should go and be able to take advantage of all of those opportunities and not just some of them.
1: Senator Ryan Weld, Republican from Brook County, our guest sponsored Senate Bill 586 that would grant every student one free transfer passed last week, 31 to 3 there, and now proceeds to the House of Delegates. I got some commentary from a local coach, and he says – he would somewhat agree with the bill, but he thinks it needs to kind of be more on academic standards. Like, is it a 2.7 GPA? Do you think that that has anything to do with that that would help-wise in this bill? Or obviously you were the bill's sponsor, so you brought that forward. Um, what is your take on that?
6: I mean, I, I, we already have standards that you have to have uh, as far as GPA goes when you play a sport in, in high school. And so, I'd hate to hold, you know, have a, a a second standard for kids who wanted to take advantage of a of a transfer opportunity. That you can be eligible if you stay at this school, but because you you know have a two point five instead of the two point seven, if you transfer, you're stuck and you got to sit out for a year. And so, I'm I'm not really sure that. I mean, I I I just think that if if, if a kid's going to be eligible at one school, he should be eligible at the follow-on school and and not create kind of a a double standard there. So as
3: we just said, it has passed through the Senate 31-3 to voting-wise. It's now in the House. Do you expect it to gain any traction there in the House here in the uh, final week of the legislative session?
6: Well, I'm certainly trying to make that happen. And you're right, you know, we got about a week and a half left here. And, uh, I mean, that's a pretty wide vote margin here in the, the Senate, only three no votes. And I think that that shows, that reflects that that people realize there's a problem out here, that the SSAC is accountable to nobody. They're, they are accountable to no one. And their rules are not subject to, to any oversight by the legislature. And, and so I think that the people have seen that there's an abuse going on here. And, and I think that vote's a reflect, reflection of that. And so I'm hoping to to get this move through the House and get it up for a vote, um, and get it signed into law by Governor Justice, because I really think that it, it's right now we're putting our kids. It's just it, it's unfair to them that they're going to try to take advantage of a of, of an opportunity that they don't presently have for whatever reason. Again, and 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 just have to sit out. And I I just think that's patently unfair that that we don't allow for kids to to make a change in their life based on what they feel is best, their parents feel is, is best, and then they don't have the same opportunities at their new school they did at their old one.
3: Before we ramp things up here as we only have a couple minutes left, for those that might uh, disagree with this bill, if you can just reiterate some main points as to why it should be passed.
6: Well, I just think that a, a kid, when they see an opportunity uh, for whatever that, that that might be, that they shouldn't be punished for, for taking that chance and taking that 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 risk. I mean, I made a risk when I transferred schools, and it worked out very well for me. And you know, I sat down when I made that decision to transfer with my mom and my stepdad, and my, and we figured that out how we were going to do that, and it worked out well for me. And I think that every kid should have the chance to do that with their parents and make that decision that what's best for them, and not have an outside organization insert their judgment and make that decision for them instead. And so every kid should have an opportunity when they get to a new school to be able to join a team, make that new circle of friends, get that new social group that I think every high school probably says is the most important thing while they're in school, and be able to continue to do the things at their new school that they did at their old school.
1: Senator Ryan Weld, Republican for Brook County, sponsored Bill 586 in the Senate that would grant every student one free transfer that passed last week 31-3, to 3, now moves to the House of Delegates. Thank you for joining us,
6: Senator. Thank you for having me on, guys. appreciate it.
1: Thank you. That was Senator Ryan Weld again and bringing us back in here. We've got about uh, about a minute or less here until we hit the uh, outro here. Obviously, a lot to, to take in from that, a lot to put together with what he said. And, you know, I'm getting still getting messages here. Uh, I wish we had longer time to talk to him because – These are good questions that were brought up. We just kind of ran out of time.
3: The point that really stuck out to me that he drove home very well, I feel like, is the fact that these are high school kids. Whether you view it as a punishment or not for them to sit out, in some cases, this is the only time these kids get to play is the four years in high school. So I, I, it is a good argument to make that them having to sit out a year would be a punishment in their athletic careers.
2: I, I just think the big argument there against it makes a lot of sense too, because how many kids are transferring for academic reasons? Or yeah, how let's many say are transferring for I mean, He didn't reasons. give any
3: numbers. I'm you know, ready. a kid from at a school that goes to a different school that's really good at a sport that you guys grew up competing against. And now they come be your teammate. Yeah. That, that opens a whole can of worms. It really does. Overall, I, I think I'm in agreement with this bill.
2: I, I, that might be you know, against a lot of people's opinion, but I think, I mean, it's high school kids wanting to play sports. Why should they have to sit out of here?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a huge debate, but it goes to the house uh, hopefully relatively soon because, as you mentioned, not very much time left. But that does it for this edition of The Sports Mix. Thanks to uh, regional winner high school girls basketball coach, Coach George Goss from Spring Mills and Jefferson head coach. Damon Smith for joining the show earlier, and they are going on to Charleston next week. Play the 9 30 and 1 p.m. games on Thursday. Hopefully, we'll talk to them next week. And thanks to Senator Ryan Weld for hopping on to talk about that. That does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzolini, our intern, Avery Newport, I'm Spencer Puis, saying so long. We'll be back tomorrow at 1208.